What up? We are back again in the studio today. It is time to get the ball rolling. We are back again today in the studio. Uh, this will uh, be kind of wrapping up our Pac-12 teams. Uh, super happy. Uh, it's been kind of a long uh path to get here and uh today we have the cow uh golden bears and we will be talking to them getting a little bit uh of their uh again their schedule last year thoughts overall uh the cow bears i am going to be honest i've always been drawn to this team uh when i was uh in high school, I remember thinking, oh, man, it would be great to go to Cal. Cal, was, uh, Cal Berkeley was one of those teams that I've always kind of looked up to. Uh, I've always kind of wanted to get there. However, things didn't uh, turn out the way that I wanted them to. Uh, I could have got in, uh, but I decided that it was a lot cheaper to live here in Utah than move to California. There are a lot of other things, but Cal Berkeley was always uh, one of those schools I wanted to go to. I I think the campus is beautiful. Uh, I think uh, Berkeley, California is absolutely beautiful. The town itself. Really like the overall feel there. Uh, now, this year, uh, the Cal Bears, uh, the Golden Bears, right, they are at an extremely unique uh, situation. And I say that for a few reasons. Number one, we're in the third year of Justin Wilcox. Uh, they surpassed expectations last year, and this year is going to be kind of a gut check for them. So those three things, right, again, uh, they... Justin Wilcox is in his third year. I think he did such a great job this last year and turning around uh, the program, which the program over the last few years has been kind of stale outside of the 2015 campaign. Uh, okay, takeaway 18, uh, before that 2015 and 2011 uh, were really the only times they were somewhat decent. Uh, we know that we had Jared Goff in here. We know we had Marshawn Lynch in here. Uh, Justin Forsett. We had Keenan Allen uh, through some of these time periods. But, you know, you look at it, you're like, man, these guys have had a lot of talent, but there's just something not clicking here. Uh, I really liked the hire of Justin Wilcox. I thought that uh, it was a tremendous hire for them and for uh, this this organization, this school. So we're going to kind of unpack it. Number one, like I said, he's in his third year, right? He He's now playing with his money. He is a do-or-die year. He surpassed expectations this year. So how are you going to set it up going forward? In a more – a harder schedule, I think, than last year. I mean they did they did end up beating Washington State. Oh, sorry, Washington last year, not Washington State. They ended up beating Washington last year, uh, who went on to win the Pac-12. And, you know, how do you deal with these expectations that come with that? Uh, another kind of rough thing is we are only returning 11 starters, 7 on defense, 4 on offense. How are you going to replace those starters? Uh, how big of an impact will that be? So last year... Looking over the schedule, I feel like this team, uh, a couple of games they could have won uh, that they lost, and I, I think every single year you have something like that. This team on my my indicator does say that they might drop a little bit. Uh, Vegas has the line at six wins, and I think that is a 
perfect uh, line for them this year in the regular season. Now, whatever happens in the postseason and in the bowl game is just kind of uh, gravy, or it's just kind of like, oh, well, we didn't play our hardest. It was a tough team, blah, blah, blah. Uh, bowl games, uh, I feel like we need, we'll need. we have to do another segment on that, but goal, bowl games uh, are not, I don't think, what they used to be. However, this team, you know, uh, watched them play against TCU. Uh, watched that entire game, 10-7, to in overtime. Anyway, I think this upcoming schedule is more difficult than last year's schedule, but we're going to unpack last year's schedule. Last year, they beat North Carolina uh, by seven points. Now, that was a... Uh, a big win for them, North Carolina. They were down. Uh, they do have a new coach there, a new system. So, you know what? Give a pat on your back. You still beat an ACC team. And, you know, a couple years ago, North Carolina was was really pretty good. So, you were able to get the win. Uh, then they beat BYU at BYU. Again, I always go over this, and people don't understand. I think it has football, and I might say running, might be the two things that really affect i mean basketball maybe a little bit but uh you know when you go from virtually sea level or maybe you know at most a thousand feet above sea level and you're going to go up to utah that sits about mile high denver gets the mile high city but there are multiple points in utah that are just as high or higher than denver and you have to go up and play it drains you and they came into provo into lavelle edwards stadium and they won after they Kind of beat down on Idaho State pretty good. Uh, they did lose to Oregon pretty good, so we won't really go into that. Arizona, they just lost by seven on the road, which was uh, a really fun game. I remember actually watching that game. Uh, it was too bad that they, they got a loss there. They did lose to UCLA, which I thought was kind of unusual. Again, I think that, you know, I, I keep on saying the big brother, little brother scenario, right? Uh, UCLA, USC, they're the big dogs in, in California. They've always been the big dogs in California. Now, Stanford, you might give uh, a little bit more of late with Andrew Luck, Jim Harbaugh, now David Shaw, and kind of the the, the people that he has had there. They, there's kind of like a, a hierarchy. And uh, if Cal or Stanford uh, want to knock them off, they've got to play out of their minds in order to do so. And you know what? They just didn't show up. 7-37 to 37 on a down UCLA year, that was a bad loss for them. Uh, afterwards, they beat Oregon State 49-7 to 7 on the road. They did beat Washington 12-10, to 10, which was an, uh, an extremely good win for them. They did lose to Washington State by 6, So, and that was uh, in Pullman. And they did beat UCL, uh, USC, sorry, fifteen to fourteen, so by one. Uh, they did beat Colorado, thirty-three to twenty-one, and Stanford. They lost uh, again. This Cal team, I feel like, uh, as I as I have stated before, little brother thing. There is a rivalry between Stanford and Cal. It is there. It is real. Uh, they do not like each other, and. You would think that, you know, over the years it would even out, but these guys have not beat Stanford in a very long time, uh, at least in the last five years as I'm looking at it, and and I think that kind of wears on you. And if you are a program and you're setting goals and stuff, I think a win against Stanford, I would even say a win against Stanford is almost as important as going to a bowl game. Cal... uh, and Stanford and UCLA and USC, 
they're all kind of picking from the same kinds of kids in California, recruiting-wise. you got to win the state. Now, I understand they're in different parts of the state, uh, a little bit more north towards the Bay Area, Stanford and, and Berkeley. And then in the south, you have USC and UCLA in Los Angeles. But you know what? They're still picking from the same kids. You still have the same scouts going out and looking for them. So you gotta, you got to win those games. If you can say, look, we beat USC, we beat UCLA, and we beat Stanford, that would be an amazing resume. And kids are going to want to come play for you understand academic requirements uh you know josh rosen said that uh last year it's harder to get in and stuff and i think that might have a little something to do with uh cal cal has really high academic standards might have something to do i don't really know though uh how it all works if you're trying to get on a a team but i look at it as that cal needs to win this next year they have to win the california games they have an opportunity to play uc davis which is also an in-state uh school that is uh, up north, they're, they're in Davis, Cal, uh, California, but you have other small teams, Sacramento State, uh, Cal Poly, uh, UC Davis, that are there that are just, they're fighting just as hard as, you know, the big schools. Now, you know, you might take a, a three-star recruit from USC, you put him down on uh, on like a Sacramento State team, he's a five-star, he's lighting up the big sky. Uh, but you got to win those battles as Cal. Recruiting is so crucial, and, and, and I think more so than anything, I know the other three teams as I've done their, uh, their podcast, I haven't really talked about it as much, but for Cal, it's going to be recruiting. It's going to be getting the kids they want into their system and getting the overall the best talent. If they do that, they will start to win and we will see this consistently. If not, they will become Cal. They'll do what they do. They'll, you know, every you know four or five years, they'll, they'll have a winning season. They'll do good. They'll have a couple more losing seasons. They'll fire their coach. And as the cycle goes on. So, and I think Justin Wilcox, I think there is a little bit different uh, feel than Sonny Dykes. I do like him a little bit better uh, running the program. So, and I think I, I want to trust him. Uh, but this year is going to be a big year to see because now we're starting to get his kids in the program. His kids are the juniors, sophomores, freshmen. He's going to have transfers. The seniors did still play under Sonny Dykes, so but they've been you know they've been with him for three years, so they should know expectations and stuff like that. But you look at it this upcoming year, they have to play UC Davis, which will be a big uh, game for them to win. They do have to play USC. They have to play Stanford. They have to play UCLA. And if you're winning California kids and you're getting the California kids to come to you. Uh, at that level of talent, you're going to be good for years to come. Uh, as I looked at over this last season, they had an, a tremendous, tremendous defense. Uh, one of the best defenses uh, in, uh, I would say, the Pac-12 as a whole. And, and then they had a really good... Uh, you know, they had, they had one of the best defenses, I think, in college football as well. Position-wise, they were 24th. Efficiency, they were 20th. Uh, explosiveness, they were 9th. Uh, finishing drives, uh, defensive-wise, they were th- uh, 39th. Uh, overall... Uh, I believe, oh, turnover margin there, 85, so they missed uh, a little bit on the turnovers. But you know what? They held back the field position, they were efficient, and they were explosive. But that being said, you can only do so much with your defense having a good defensive uh, team. Uh, This next year, there's a couple questions going on, and I think that it will kind of carry into fall camp and into the first couple uh, weeks of the season. We don't really know who the starting quarterback is. You have uh, Chase Garbers and the newcomer Devin Modster, uh, who we don't really know who's going to be taking the helm. And I think that once when they kind of solidify that, uh, nail that down, then we're going to have a little bit better idea of what this Cal 
team is this upcoming year. But I know I kind of ranted there about recruiting and stuff, but you you got to understand it is an extremely important facet of this game. Is not only uh, are you developing kids, you're getting the kids that you want, you're putting them into this system in place. Third year, you should have it in place. And if you do so, you're going to see the results. You know, obviously, Justin Wilcox really big into defense. We've seen it. He has a really good defensive team. Uh and, and I really like this. I do think they've played the last couple of years. They played some of the hardest schedule uh, out there. I mean, they did have to play BYU at BYU. North Carolina, I didn't think would be as bad as what they were last year. So you're looking at it. You're like, okay, that's pretty good. They do get kind of a, a homer game there. But a couple of years ago, they had Hawaii, San Diego State, Texas. Uh, that's tough. And this year, we have UC Davis, Washington, North Texas. Or sorry, that's not Washington's Pac-12, Mississippi. Uh, I was just looking at the first three games, but Ole Miss. So you're playing an SEC team. You're playing uh, a really good Big Sky team, which I have top five in the nation. Um, and then you're playing a North Texas team who was extremely good this last year as well. So kind of an interesting dynamic as we as we near uh, the start of college football season with this Cal team. It'll be interesting to see what comes of it this next year. It will be interesting to see uh, how it all plays out with how stout this defense was last year, if it can translate into this next year. They say defense wins wins championships, but offensive wins games. Uh, They're definitely going to have to address some offensive issues, starting first with the quarterback. Uh, They're only bringing back four starters uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they bring back, uh, obviously, their quarterback, Chase uh, Garbers, but we don't know what's going on with with him. They do bring back three linemen, all junior center, right guard, right tackle. So uh, they are definitely, they're becoming more experienced on the, on the, on the offensive side of the ball, but we will... Uh, see what happens. Uh, we're going to be taking an ad break. After the ad break, we'll be going through the 2019 schedule, a little bit of what I want to see from uh, the University of Cal Berkeley, and uh, we will go from there. So stay tuned after the ad break. Let's keep the ball rolling. After the ad break, we are back here discussing California Golden Bears. Now, the Bears, the Golden Bears, this next year have a very tough schedule. I would say top 25, maybe even top 20 in the FBS. Now, their defense is absolutely stout. For some reason, uh, year in and year out, this Cal defense is able to recruit very well. They they have really good uh, defense efficiency. Uh, last year, they were 20th on defense field position. They were 24. Uh, explosiveness on defense they were ninth in the nation finishing drives they were 39th in the nation uh so honestly this was a really good defensive team they bring back seven starters on defense and only four on offense but the catch here for the cow bears will can their offense keep up with the play of their defense throughout the first little bit uh we're going to have to see that they're going to be tested right out of the gate and honestly it does not slow down uh if we're being uh, very optimistic, I think that these guys get back to a bowl game. If uh, something happens on that defensive side of the ball or on, well, really with anything that happens with this Cal team, it could totally spiral out of control. However, I do like Justin Wilcox. Uh, I think he is uh, doing what he needs to do here. Uh, you look at the last couple coaches, I know I uh, talked a little bit about him, but Jeff Tedford, uh, Sonny Dice was able to go 8-5, and five, but only one bowl game. Cal has not been to back-to-back bowl games in at least 10 years, so it'll be very 
important for these guys to get back this next year. I'm really excited to see. So we're going to start off, uh, the, they start off August 31st against UC Davis. Now, UC Davis is my number three in the nation in the FCS. I think they are a tremendous team. They have tremendous talent. I honestly really enjoy watching these teams, uh, this team play. I think they're going to be very good. They are my pick to win the Big Sky this next year. Uh, however, UC Davis uh, going against Cal, I think it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a pride thing, you know, California schools. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I really want to see, honestly, I think Cal gets the win, but I really want to see how UC Davis plays within that system. How well does uh, Jig Mayer and the offense play against them? So the first game, I think Cal wins, but uh, we are going to. you're going to want to watch this team very closely. Really excited to see how UC Davis does in the second game. And then after the UC Davis game, you basically have one week to tune up, and then you're going to be playing on the road in Seattle against Washington. That is not going to be a very easy game. Cal is 9-3 and in uh, road openers, including five straight wins. So odds would lean to say that Cal would get the win, you know, with those kind of statistics. Uh, but honestly... It's Washington. I know they got them last year. You were at home. Uh, they did not. They have not beat Washington in C- in Seattle since 2015. So it's going to be it's going to be a game to watch. Uh, and mainly because again, if this Cal team, it tells a lot about us. Because in the next three or four games, you know, next three games, you can relax a little, a little bit with Cal and let them rack up some wins. Uh, but if they lose the Washington game, it's going to say, okay, well, Washington obviously is still legit because this is a really tough test. This is a trap game. And uh, Cal can entrap this Washington team. It will be uh, really kind of exciting to see what ends up happening. All right, so moving on, we will be, uh, after that, they come home against North Texas. Now, North Texas, again, kind of like how Cal was a trap for Washington, North Texas is going to be a little bit of a trap for uh, this upcoming year for the Cal Bears. North Texas is very underrated. We're just going to, we're going to use it like that. North Texas, uh, the last couple years, uh, I'm pulling up their schedule right now just to make sure that I give you guys the, the right stats. Uh, North Texas this last year went nine and four. Uh, two years ago they went to the CUSA title game. They did lose that game uh, against Florida Atlantic, but they've been to three straight bowl games, balling out down there in Denton, Texas. Uh, they have an amazing quarterback who is currently the all-time passing leader. So I definitely like this team and where they're going. The North Texas uh, Mean Green, however. I think that uh, going forward, uh, I think it will be a really close game. I think Cal gets them in the end. Uh, then they play Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss is supposed to be kind of on the rebound. Uh, they went through a lot of things the last couple years, and despite that, they were still able to go 6-6 six and six in 2017 and 5-7. and seven. I think Matt Luke, against all odds, is doing really well there. However, I will be taking Cal uh, in this matchup. I think it's going to be a really, a really close matchup. I really like this matchup. So we're going to see it. I'm going to give Cal the slight edge after they play Arizona State. Now, this is where I did take Cal. A lot of people uh, have criticized my pick here. Uh, a lot of my friends are going, you know, you're saying Arizona State is going to be as good as what they are. I think that Cal is the biggest entrapment. Uh, number one, you get uh, 
Cal is playing at home. Arizona State has to go on the road. This is a great defense. I'm telling you, defense will win championships. I think this team will keep enough of the Arizona State offense out of the end zone, uh, despite you know Arizona State having an amazing uh, running back of Anna Benjamin. But I think that uh, I really feel strongly that Cal gets to win. After they do play Oregon, uh, the Bears have lost nine of the last ten against Oregon. So uh, they're on the road in Eugene. In Eugene, I think that uh, despite Cal will play tough through the first half, I don't see them winning in the end. After they have a bye, then they play Oregon State, which I'm uh, going to be taking uh, Cal in this game. You cannot lose. The biggest thing with Cal this year is you can't lose the games that you're supposed to win. You're supposed to win this game, take care of business uh, at home in Berkeley. Afterwards, they come on the road to Utah. Um... I don't really know what I could say about uh, Utah in this in this sense, except I think the Utes will uh, just kind of roll Cal. Uh, the Utes' offense, I think, is better than the Cal defense, and the and the Utah uh, uh, defense is, you know, light years ahead of the the Cal offense. So I think that they they put it down to rest. I think it's going to be a tough game for for Cal. But as they get ready for the last couple weeks of the season, afterwards they have a bye and they play home against Washington State. Uh, I think that, I mean, last year the game was really close, um, uh, 13 to 19, so they're obviously going to play them tough, and they're in, they're at home, uh, I do, I'm going to give Washington State the edge here, but it will be a very good game, I suggest you guys staying up and watching that game, after they play USC and Stanford, uh, with USC, I see uh, it going. I think this is going to be a 50-50 game. I think that Cal could beat USC, and it would be a really good thing for that program, especially Justin Wilcox, uh, another big win. They beat USC last year. They did lose into the year before. They do play them really tough. I want to give USC a slight edge, uh, but Cal is going to be 50-50. So, well, really 51-49. So watch out. Very good game towards the end of the season. Then playing Stanford, um, and they have not beat Stanford in quite some time, and I think that trend continues. Uh, I do like this Cal team a lot better than I like the Stanford team, but I think the Stanford team is just a little bit more uh, talented. And then they wrap up uh, the the season with UCLA, and you know, going into it, uh, I have Cal at five and six going into this game, and I have UCLA at four and seven so really I think Cal is going to be fighting tooth and nail to be able to get into that postseason play they did win seven games last year they did lose to TCU in the cheese it bowl in overtime but I think I really think this Cal team uh, is a little bit uh, more improved I think defensively they're going to be have you know top 25 defense in the nation uh, do not be surprised when you see this Cal team uh, maybe knock off one of the big dogs I think they always kind of have one or two uh upsets or one or two really close games really two close scares I do like Justin Wilcox I want to give him one more year uh after this year if he can go to back-to-back bowl games which hasn't been done in quite some time uh he's going to be legit and I think he's going to be able to get those kids that he needs in his system uh the next year will kind of be the do or die where uh if he doesn't get eight or nine wins it's kind of uh might be time to move on from him but again I always give coaches four years he's in his third year he's done playing with house money this is going to be a big proving year he was able to get to a bowl game with only in his second year that is extremely good very impressive now it is time to prove it 
with even more of your kids, with even more. Obviously, you got defense down. Lock down the offensive side of the ball. Coach Wilcox, you've got this. I'm really interested to see Cal. I really would like, uh, I think the North would benefit if Cal was, you know, an 8-4, and four, even a 9-3 and three team. I feel like the North, uh, the top two dogs, top three dogs, you know, they're all very talented. They all could uh, potentially have double-digit win seasons after the bowl games. Uh, it would benefit if Cal also got, you know, nine wins. Uh, I think Sanford's going to slump a little bit this year. So, and this is coming up in, in, in next year's. And obviously you have Oregon State uh, in the north. But, again, Cal, you got to win the games you're supposed to win and maybe pull off an upset maybe two uh, throughout the season. But very tough schedule uh, going on the road to Seattle, going on the road to Eugene. So that is your 2019 uh, California Golden Bears preview. Love this team. Love this conference. Uh we're wrapping up now. Uh, today is Friday and extremely excited to be able to bring this podcast to you guys as we near closer. It is uh, Tomorrow is the first day of college football and uh, we do have a couple more previews. We're going to release our Colorado preview and our uh, Utah State preview and then our uh, week one preview I believe is uh, still in the works. So stay tuned for uh, this this upcoming uh, week. Uh, we'll be doing uh, FCS, FBS kind of blended uh, just because we're kind of, it's kind of like the zero week as I call it. Uh, we start this week, but we really don't start until next week. And so we're going to be releasing our uh, our rankings and everything out now. So uh, today, beautiful Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the first weekend of college football. We are back. We do not, we have not stopped football until February of 2020. It sounds beautiful. It sounds gorgeous. Uh, football every single weekend. College on Saturday. Pros on Sunday. And even college on Thursday, Friday. Sometimes Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday if you are in the MAC towards the end of the season. Anyway, have a great weekend and keep the ball rolling.